Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Focus on K-12, EdTech, and the Education Experience. I'm your host, Doug Conopelko, Education Strategist for CDWG. Today, I talk with Dr. Natasha Rachel from Atlanta Public Schools, the Director of Instructional Technology, about what learning loss means to her and how it informs their work in their district. Let's dive in. I'm Dr. Natasha Rachel. I am the Director for Instructional Technology for Atlanta Public Schools. Just started this role on July the 1st, so like brand spanking new, um, super exciting and, and crazy all at the same time. I'm an alternatively certified high school science teacher who left the classroom and jumped into the world of professional learning and then fell, in, fell literally fell into the world of ed tech and have been there ever since. Best area to be in, in my opinion. Yeah, I've got to say, the more of these I do and the more great educators, and I'm absolutely biased when I say this, that I meet across the country, so many of us were former high school science teachers. I mean, I don't know. There's (laughs) got to be a connection there. And again, I might be a little biased because that's what I did. But um, so, so how does it feel to be a new leader right now? And, you know, we're just getting into a new school year. Yeah, it's exciting and crazy all at the same time. Um, Adding on starting a new role, especially at the central office level, on top of that, combining it with learning all of the nuances that come with that. And on top of that, add the nuances with kind of COVID still lingering around and me inheriting like a huge staff. It has just been exciting and crazy all at the same time. Um, But I'm here for the challenge. I'm so here for it. Great. Well, good, because, you know, you're in it. So whether you're here for it or not, it's happening to you. It's happening. (laughs) So what are, uh, you know, some things that folks in your district, either in your role or otherwise, are really focusing on right now because of where we are, you know, in time and and, in place? Absolutely. So um, my department in particular, I have 40 different levels of educational technology specialists that I supervise. Um, In addition, I also have four digital learning specialists. So we are definitely focused on the instructional technology. So making sure that teachers and students, media specialists, administrators are really being intentional about using technology with their students. So it's not just about introducing a tech tool. Um, I've talked to so many people in this space over the past year. I think our teachers have the tools. We have been tool heavy for the past 18 months, but now it's time to get really intentional about how our teachers are using those um, technology tools to really enhance instruction. So that's definitely a focus for us. Um, We also have an amazing partnership that we just kind of launched with Ed Farm, who is kind of like an Apple subsidiary. So that is coming to Atlanta Public Schools. We're excited about that. Um, We are still in the midst of installing Um, our LED touchscreen panels across the district. So making sure that those are rolling out and that teachers are really using those for instruction as well. And then the one thing, I can't believe I didn't say this first, we are finally a one-to-one district. So we have been talking about this for years. Um, When COVID happened, like everybody else, we were disassembling labs and just kind of pushing devices out to as many kids as we could. But through um, several different partnerships and and grants, we are officially a one-to-one district. And so 
so we are in the midst of that distribution right now. And so that is super exciting that all of our students will have access not only to the device, but also to access as well. So that's kind of where our focus is right now. Um, and I'm sure it's just going to evolve and change as the school year rolls on. But we're just super excited to get technology in the hands of all of our kids. Yeah, I think what's so important there too of what you just shared is that all of the work that you were doing before and that your department was doing before, right, is still happening like time seven. And so whenever something new comes along, right, and something new either legislatively or 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 with you know new leadership or any of those things, which we're you know you're going through right now, right? Obviously, education going through a lot of that right now. You know, one of those is like learning loss, right? And so we're having these conversations uh, like we're having today where you still have to do all of the other things you're doing, but then, you know, from a legislative level, from a uh, leadership level, folks are being asked to focus like really hard on, on learning loss. So I know that some people are uh, a little frustrated at the term because it takes that like deficit perspective, right? Like, like we didn't lose something we never had and all of these other things out there, but it's definitely at this point, it's like, it's, we're in too deep. We're going to have to use the words learning and loss together uh, to continue these conversations. So where do you stand and where is your work impact this? And where are all those overlaps? Well, I'm on the side of the coin that hates the term learning loss. I just, I think it just such it. I think it does such a disservice to, um, to the teachers and the administrators and the ed tech specialists that have just been pouring their hearts and souls into teachers and students over the past 18 months. Um, I, and this is the way that I kind of phrase this, like learning loss compared to who? Everybody in the world was dealing with COVID at the same time. It's not like it skipped over China or Finland or South America. Like it was everywhere across the world. So when people say, oh, kids had learning loss, learning loss compared to who? Because if that's the case, everybody suffered learning loss. And we're talking about from pre-K all the way up through higher learning for to adult learners in college. And so I just, the term learning loss, I really, really, I, oh, I'm like, don't say that. We didn't lose learning. Um, but I get why people do put the two words together. Um, I just, I, I think it just such, does such a disservice to the effort that was put forward. And our students learn skills that they never would have, and our teachers learn skills that they never would have had to learn had they not been forced or all of us been forced into the situation of having to go home and not knowing what was going to happen over the past 18 months. Um, teach, I mean, students learned communication skills, all those C's that we talk about, critical thinking skills. I mean, they collaborated in ways that we've never even seen. Their creativity has just been amazing. And we've seen even ed tech companies step up and really make it accessible for teachers and students to be able to engage in the four C's. And so I'm just, I'm excited about what's going to happen now that we're hopefully coming out on the other side of it. Um, our work was definitely impacted because I think for for once in, in life, everybody saw the importance of what people in the ed tech space, what we do every day. And so it was no longer, you know, my staff walking into staff meetings, you know, and teachers grading papers and like having one ear listening and one ear not listening. It just became a sense of urgency that everybody was being thrown into this space, whether they, they were ready for it or not. And our team really stepped up to make sure that everybody was good to go. 
Yeah, I love the way you 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 said that there with you know the the teachers and the students did so much learning, right? So many skills built, so many new paths forged during this time that to look at it and say, well, you know, you were this far in algebra before and you didn't go any farther. Like that's, you know, it's just one of those things, again, probably just a pet peeve, but that, you know, we really do need to focus on what we, what we gained, right. And what we, what we were able to push forward, what we were able to see that was really important to the learning and what we were able to kind of throw away, right. Because nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody, somebody out there was, but almost no one in the education space was like, oh, I wish we would have been able to keep high stakes testing, right? Like there were very few people upset that we didn't have high stakes testing, but you know, as soon as we said, we're going to bring kids back on campus, they were like, we better start it again. Right. So I, I think that there's those things where, you know, when we, when we think about something like learning loss, when we think about what we've learned over the last year, you know, focusing on, like taking a step back and really reflecting before we just say, let's get back there. Um, so what are some things that uh, we can do or, or you're doing at, at APS or more specifically your instructional tech team that, that we can all do to be more successful this coming year? Absolutely. I keep saying absolutely. Absolutely. There you um, go. The, so the first thing, first and foremost, is move forward. Let's move forward. We have done so much learning and um, collaborating with each other over the past 18 months. Let's take all of that goodness that we've learned and poured into each other, and let's take that to move forward. Um, one of the things that I know a lot, of, a lot of us in this space talk about is let's not go back to normal. And so that's one of the things I'm challenging my team to do is to really engage with their teachers and students that they see every day. And let's not just forget everything we've done over the past 18 months and go back to the old school paper pencil and, and that kind of thing. Let's take everything we've learned and let's add to that toolbox for all of our teachers and students and take that to move forward and really make sure that our students are becoming those producers and those creators and, and not just, you know, sitting and getting the instruction. Let's make sure that there, that this is an opportunity and a time for us to take what we've learned and really incorporate it into instruction every single day. Absolutely. Well put. I threw an absolutely in there because, you know, I feel like that was, that was a good word for this one. So you've been, you've been in this space for a while now, right? So you have been in and around the instructional tech, ed tech world, have a lot of these conversations all the time for folks who are either, either new to administration right? Like, like you're not new to administration as a whole, but it's this leadership role to folks who are trying to navigate, you know, where to go next for this coming school year. Uh, you know, what are some of the, the, the books, the blogs, the resources, leaders you follow, just some things that people can tune into to kind of stay with what we're doing? Yeah. So one of the things that I want to continue to do as I'm in this role as a director um, is I want to make sure that I'm staying in the work. So I don't want to just turn into a person that's following all, you know, directors or all central office leadership people. I want to stay in the work because at the heart of what I do, it is helping 
teachers and students and helping my, my ed tech specialists. And so I'm gonna continue to follow all of the amazing people that I follow on Twitter. I would encourage people, of course, to follow Doug. Um, and I love to stay on top of people like um, Eric Kurtz with his Control-Alt-Achieve website. And he even now has a book. And Jake Miller, who has the EduDuctTape um, uh, website and podcast, and he's getting ready to put out a book. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my own, one of my colleagues, Jennifer Hall, who has tips 411. She's amazing. Um, but there are several people in the leadership realm that I'm just starting to kind of dive into. Um, I know that I follow the Learning Council here, and there's just tons that's out there that I'm still, you know, diving into and, and really becoming familiar with. But I definitely want to make it a point to stay in the work. I think that's what's going to keep me connected and grounded and make sure that I'm staying, you know, on track with what our mission is. Yeah, I just had a conversation um, a, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Dr. Ashley Kennedy, who is over in Cobb County, and she's their director of instruction and innovative practice. And that's one of the things that that she talked about as well was staying close to the teachers and staying close to the students, no matter where you are in the organization, because that's where that's where the magic happens. Right. So as you move forward, you know, keeping your eye on the prize there with those with those students and teachers. And I love you know, how you mixed up a little bit who who you're following and what sort of resources are out there. So um, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing some time with us today. And we appreciate uh, you sharing your story. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Focus on K-12, EdTech and the Education Experience. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and consider leaving us a rating or a review. If you'd like to contact us about the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at theconapelco or send us an email at focusonk12 at cdw.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time as we focus on K-12. Hey.